Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. It is a fun, fun week, and we've got a great show in store for you. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Crew. I can't get enough of thinking about the incredible work that Crew does, y'all. I just know how much the Bible has meant in my life and how much it's changed me. I want that for everyone, and so does Crew. But imagine for a moment that you couldn't get a Bible and that you couldn't just pop on Amazon and have one sent to your house, that you couldn't afford one or that you aren't even allowed to have one. That's the reality for people all around the world. Believe it or not, there are many people who simply can't get a Bible. And that's why I feel so excited and honored to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. And when you sign up, to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. God, are they the best or what, y'all? And as a thank you, you'll receive a copy of my book, That Sounds Fun. Just text FUN to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text FUN to 71326. That's F-U-N to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org fun. And it is quite a week around here at Downs Books, and that sounds fun, you guys. I got to share with you last week the super fun announcement that we're doing a That Sounds Fun live stream on November 2nd. My pal, well, everyone's pal, Eddie Koffeltz, is flying down for this very special event that will be coming at you right in your own home. Be sure to grab your tickets at CompassionLive.com. Make plans to join us that night on November 2nd. You can also get a VIP ticket where you'll get to do a little Q&A with me before the show starts. And you get that by sponsoring a kid through Compassion, which means a ton to me. So all that information, CompassionLive.com, November 2nd. It's going to be such a fun night. And if you're listening to this on the day it releases on Monday, then it is book launch eve for my first kid's book, What Sounds Fun to You, y'all. I am thrilled to see this sweet book get into the hands of my mini BFFs and the mini BFFs in your life since it releases tomorrow. Today is the very last day to pre-order. And, you know, like if you pre-order today, it's going to leave tomorrow, the warehouse, and leave wherever you order from. So it's coming to you this week. But you can go ahead and pre-order today and get the fun bonuses, the coloring sheet, the sticker pages, and a personalized signed book plate that I will write. And then you stick it in the front of the book whenever it shows up from wherever you ordered the book from. You can find all the info about that at whatsoundsfuntoyou.com. And of course, all the links to this are in the show notes if you need them. Happy book launch eve, you guys. My first ever kids book. I can't believe it. What sounds fun to you comes out tomorrow. Comes out tomorrow. I have so many feelings. Today on the show, though, I get to talk with my friend Ann Wilson. Y'all know and love Ann. She's a singer-songwriter whose music career started from a painful place, but the story is just woven through and through with God's healing and redemption. You'll get to hear about that and her contagious hunger for Jesus in this episode. Y'all are going to adore her. She released a live EP, My Jesus, live from Nashville this fall, and her debut single, My Jesus, went number one at radio just 14 weeks after ad date. We're going to talk about it. It's unbelievable. It makes her the first female solo artist to hit number one with a debut song on the National Christian Airplay chart since the chart started in 2003. My girl, let's go, Anne. So here's my conversation with my friend, and y'all better get ready to fall in love with this girl. Here is Ann Wilson. Okay, Ann, before we even start, let me tell you, if there's anything I ask you that you don't want to talk about, I mean, you've done a bazillion of these, but also if there's, just say, uh, I don't want to talk about that, Annie, and I'll be like, all right, not my business. So okay, we'll do. just, just. <laughs> Go however you want to go. Just boss me around as we go. And I really hope we don't. I'm I'm going to work real hard not to make you answer the exact same thing you've answered 1,000 times. So okay, that's Love my it. life. That is my life goal today. Okay. And my first question, do you live in Nashville? I do. Actually, I live in Franklin, but ah, Nashville. okay. Yeah. Okay. How, when did you move here to, when did you move here? So I moved, I used to live in Nashville. So I moved to Nashville, um, like February, 2020. And then COVID hit Then I went back no. home to Kentucky. It was horrible. And then, um, moved to Franklin about, uh, six, seven months ago. So I love it here. It's a, Dude. a great place and good community. And 
So. Wait, hold on. So you pack up everything. You move Literally it all to everything. Nashville. Yeah. February of 2020. Yes. I signed my lease and we, we go and my parents moved me in. And then like probably like three and a half weeks later is when everything, sh- the world just shut down. And we're oh like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> right. So then I moved back home and, you know, just, uh, cause there was nothing going on in town. There was no anything for artists really no rights or anything. Everything was just shut down. So I moved right. back home for a while, but yeah, it was like the perfect timing to pack up and move. So. Okay, wait, tell me, yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> tell me about the day when you decided I need to move back home. Oh, man. Uh, so I had just gotten back from Disney World for my very first time. Oh, my gosh. We went, we left the day before they shut down. So we left March 10th or March 9th, and I think they shut down March 10th. And I got back and I Were remember, you just there for fun or were you yeah, singing? We just went, yeah, we just went on a, me and my friends and my um family, we went on like a big Disney trip because we had never been before. And I'd always wanted to go as a little girl. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we we get back and I remember my manager calls me and he's like, Anne, everything's shutting down. Like there's no, there's going to be no writing sessions. Like the tours, you know, are canceled, like left and right. Everyone's coming back home off the road. And I remember being so scared at first because it was like, what's happening with the world? Like it was such a scary feeling. Right. Um, But I just remember knowing like, okay, this must be like time to move back and spend some extra time with my family before I officially make the big move. And it was a really beautiful thing. I remember spending so much extra time with Jesus during that time and like really getting to dive into the Lord and the word and like having so much extra time on my hands. And it was a beautiful thing that um, just getting to spend time like that with my family was amazing. So you didn't panic at all. You didn't have this like God, what are you doing moment when you had to pack everything back up? I definitely did. There there was yeah. definitely a moment, yeah, where I had I like, like nine of those during COVID <laughs> of like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, it was I, I definitely had a moment where it was like, what like I I just was called here and like I'm now I'm going back. You know, uh-huh, it felt like uh-huh. God had called me into this music thing and and doing all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. I finally moved and then it's like right back home. Right. Yeah, there was definitely that moment of um, just like, God, what are you doing here? Where are you right now? Yeah. What is this? But now I see why he did that. And now I see yeah. like the beauty that has come out of it. So I think that's so many of our friends listening have been in that spot. I mean, I feel that a little bit because we just postponed my tour for October and I had Aww. this like, wait, God, what is this? This isn't how the story was going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah you, you being on the other side of it for our friends listening, who are like right in the middle of the thing they thought was about to happen is not happening. Like what, what's the encouragement? What's the, like, how do you survive this? Yeah. Oh, I would just say like in times like that, it's so hard to let fear creep in and let the enemy creep in and try to make you question God. But in times Mm. like that, I found in my life, especially with what I've been through that it's, those are opportunities to just trust the Lord on a deeper level than anything else. And so when we're walking through times like that, especially in this world right now, as dark as it is, and there's so many questions right now, and there's so many things that are happening. I think um, the most important thing is just to trust God, to, to lean on him in every way possible Mm -hmm. to, just give him your all in those moments of where like you don't have the answers to the questions and you don't know what tomorrow looks like, but you're serving a God who does. And that to me is a really comforting feeling, a beautiful feeling. I love when I'm in the middle of a storm in a really hard season, but yet I know that like I'm serving a God who knows what tomorrow holds. He knows what, you know, my future holds. He has me in the palm of his hands. And I think that's such a beautiful image in my mind to always remember. And then it takes all the pressure off of me. Like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to care about my tomorrow because I know the one who does. Wow. And so on like a Tuesday afternoon when there's nothing to do because you're sitting at home with your family or you're packing up your car and you're headed back to Kentucky, how does that really play out? Like, do you just say to yourself over and over like, okay, God, I trust you and I'll just drive? Or is there like a mantra you say? Like, what's the, what's it look like in a day-to-day thing? Yeah. So um, I actually just say, I trust you, God. And the reason over why and over. is because um, my bro- my big brother passed away four years ago in a car accident. And 
Um, the moment I found out the, the the police told us in our downstairs living room that Jacob had passed away, I immediately turned around and I said to Jesus, Jesus, I trust you. Wow. And it was within five seconds of finding out because I knew that I, I couldn't rely on myself. I couldn't rely on yeah. my own understanding. And I had to grow closer to Jesus through that time rather than farther apart. And so ever since then, ever since that June 2017 of saying, Jesus, I trust you, it's like my response to everything. Mm. When something doesn't go the way that I want it to go, it's Jesus, I trust you. Because I know that when we put our trust in him, he comes through every single time. And it's, again, it takes that load off of us having to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. So many of our friends listening have moved somewhere new like you have. And now you're back in Nashville or Franklin, which is for everyone not living here, same, same. You're 20 minutes away. What has it been like getting a whole new community and finding a church and, you know, getting plugged in here? How have you, how have you done that when you're also on the road, right? Yeah, it's been craziness, especially since my songs came out in April of 2021. So this year. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool season though, because God's been using it in a lot of ways in my life. And I've been able to um, connect with so many new people and just grow in a lot of ways that God is just, he's just revealing a lot to me right now during the season. But yeah, it's definitely been a hard thing, you know, like leaving community I've had my whole life and going to a brand new place with new people and a new church. But it's been a really beautiful thing too. And I think that God's using it to just grow me in a lot of ways. Okay, so Anne, my question is when for our friends, even like uh, you're 19, is that right? 19 or 20? Yeah, 19. So, so many of our friends listening are college students who just moved to a new city or who are in their college town. Why did finding a church matter to you? Oh, that's an, an, a really good question. I grew up in, in church my entire life with my parents and my family. I just remember. Um, there was something so special about having that church community that I really missed when I moved to Nashville. It was like yeah. I missed having that. I missed having that every Sunday morning going and and having an incredible place to worship God, but also having the community to worship Him with. Yeah. And so I just knew within my heart, I remember getting off with my parents one morning and I was like, guys, I have to find a church. I have to find a church <laughs> because like I need that community. I need to have a place, especially as a Christian artist. Mm-hmm. It is so hard when you give out at shows all the time, but you're not receiving for yourself. Right. And I remember there were so many moments in the beginning where I would get so just worn out. And then I would remember like, wait, I didn't watch church today because I was performing and I need to receive that too. I need mm-hmm. to have, I need to listen to sermons too. I need to have that worship time as well. And so I just knew that like, especially as an artist, I needed that time. And, um, and I prayed about it for a long time. It took probably seven, eight months to find a really good church that I <gasps> really? felt at home. Yeah, it was. A did you crazy like dream. try a bunch of different ones? I did. Yeah, my yeah. parents came in town a few times for it too, and they and you know we went around and went with some friends, different places, and it was just a hard a hard thing because it's it's one of those things where it's like you want to you know all churches are beautiful and incredible and you just, but you want to feel at home wherever it, you know, you're supposed to be at. And so for me, uh, it took a little while, but it's such a beautiful thing now that I have that community. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so important um, for college age students like me, like to be plugged into a community like that, that's um, has their focus on the Lord. It's really, really important. I went to university of Georgia. Go dogs. Oh, that's cool. And I, the thing I actually ended up living in Athens for seven years and the back three, after I finished school, I wanted to stay because of the local church, Mm -hmm. like, because there had been a church where I I knew families. I didn't just know students, my own age, Yeah, you know? And so are you, what are you experiencing multi-generationally in your church? Do you see people of different, are you in a church that's all people your own age or is it a lot of generations? A lot of generations, which I actually love. I love little kids, and I used yeah. to do a ton of church camps and babysitting and all that kind of stuff. And so then uh, just with a lot of families, a lot of kids my age, young kids, you know, it's it's really like very like wide age ranges, which is to me is a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And you're in a career that we, and I am too, we're in the same space, except you do not want me to sing, but we're surrounded by Christians <laughs> for our work all the time. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it gets really easy to get cynical about things. Like mm-hmm. I was at dinner with friends the other night and I made a joke and they're like, ha, 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 you are so cynical. And I was like, oh, 
Am I? Wait, what did I say? <laughs> I didn't mean it. I know I love everything. But how, who is like mentoring you in this? Who's speaking into growing up in CCM world? Are there people that are walking with you in this? There's definitely been uh, quite a few people um, that have really helped me and taken my hand. Actually, you might know one of them, Jeff Pardo. Uh, do you know how well I know Jeff Pardo? I, yes. Yes. I, yeah. I love he, him and Marissa. Oh my goodness. They love you so much. And uh, cool. they talk about you all the time, so but sweet. they, Jeff is just such a, um, he was my very, or my, my second co-write ever in town yeah. almost three years ago. And we just immediately, it was like we became brother, sister. And yeah. ever since then, he's just been walking with me through um, all the questions and all the ups and downs and all the things that decisions and things that have yeah. happened. And, um, so he's been a really, really important person. And I've also found having just my mentors outside of the CCM world is also yes. very helpful for me because so sometimes smart. it's like my mind wants to not escape the music thing, but just kind of like, of course it does. You should. Yeah. yeah. And just, <laughs> and like, just be just, you know, just present again, like just as, and, you know, as a and person, so, right. Exactly. And so a lot of the times, um, I'll just go back home to Kentucky and meet with my mentor there. And, mm-hmm. and those are always to me the most beautiful moments. So yeah, I I have found having people kind of ahead of us in mm-hmm. life and in career helps yes. so much. But having both of those, Definitely. right? Like having yeah. both of those relationships where you can go, hey, I know you don't know anything about this job, mm-hmm. but you know me. And yeah. so <laughs> help me figure out me in this. Yeah. Okay, I want to read some stats that you probably already know. Yeah. Particularly our friends listening um, probably know the song, My Jesus, which is, Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so My Jesus is it on 49 stations on ad date, which is, will you mm. explain to people what that means? Because that is a huge deal, but like it's, not all of our friends speak in ad date. So there's basically like 50 big stations across the country that play Christian. This is like Christian radio stations. Yes. And so you have Caleb, which is a, obviously a huge radio station. And then you have just different radio stations. Everybody knows Caleb because I lost a fan award twice. So everybody oh, no. knows. <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> I keep losing at the fan awards. Oh, my and gosh. It will not be your story, but it is my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hard. It's um, tough. The Lord, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> So, so K-Love, The Fish, yeah, you've got Joy the, FM. Exactly. You've got these big stations that you're probably familiar with, those who are listening. And so normally an artist, I don't even know what the average would be, but um, ad date is the day that the song goes to radio. So like my song came out April 16th of 2021, and it didn't go to ad date for radio until May 21st. So mm-hmm. it was out for the public for us to listen to it, stream it, but not on radio stations across the country. Right. And 49 stations out of the 50 added it on which the first is, day you could have added it, which is insane. It's unbelievable. It's yeah, really it's insane. insane. It's insane. And normally, I think the number would be around 25 or something like that. Um, on a then, good day. Uh, on a good day. Exactly. It's yes. And then over time, you know, radio stations will pick it up over the next few months and stuff like that. Yeah. Just because they have so many songs they're playing at once and all that. But it was definitely like... It was so insane when I found out. I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, there's no way there can be 49 yeah. on ad date. Yes. So that that was amazing. I mean, has your summer just been like bananas? It's been really crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's been uh it's been really beautiful, also really hard at the same time. A oh, lot of changes why. in my yeah. life. You know, in six months, I've gone from like you know, these daily schedules and hanging out with friends on the weekend and all these different things to literally uh, every day now I'm gone or I'm working of some sort and figuring out the balance between my life and still having time mm-hmm. with family. And because Dude. I'm so young, it's also different because I don't have kids, you know, I don't have a family like in that way, but also just like allowing myself to say no to things, which is really hard for me. And spend time with my family and then also just balancing the touring aspect of it all. And in six months, you know, I had like a few shows for the summer and then all of a sudden it went to having shows every weekend and like just crazy stuff like that. But it's been such a beautiful season because I've been witnessing God 
um, just work in all these different aspects of my life. Yeah. And it, it's truly been like absolutely beautiful. There's also, I think to anything that comes like that, that big and at once, there's a lot of hard things as well that come with it. Yeah. But it's been a really, really beautiful season. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Ritual. No matter how intentional we try to be to get balanced nutrition from what we eat, there are still some gaps sometimes, aren't there? Well, over 97% of women between the ages of 19 and 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their food and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. That's not great, you guys. But here's the good news. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated using exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin, which means we have results we can rely on. Published in the leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication, no shady stuff, which I love. I, I just love it when companies are this intentional about providing quality for their customers, and a published clinical study is a big deal and reveals Ritual's serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. But the bottom line is that I love taking my Ritual vitamins. They're easy on my stomach, are consistently and conveniently delivered to me, and I just really appreciate knowing I can try the quality of the ingredients to help me with the gaps in my nutritional needs. Right now, Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun and turn healthy habits into a ritual. See what I did there? That's 10% off at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to Ann. Of all the people you've gotten to tour with this summer, is there one or two that you're like, oh my gosh. I mean, they've all been awesome. I'm sure they've all been awesome, yes. but there's ones that you are like naturally more connected with or naturally like Absolutely. already a huge fan of. Yeah. Was there anybody that you're like, how was I listening to you in February? And now we're on the same bus in July. Yeah. Uh, Matthew West. Yeah. Um, definitely. He is one of my best friends now, but you know, I, he's, probably one of the main artists that I remember being a little girl and listening to his songs. And yeah. he, I've seen him in concert like 15, 20 times. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a big fan and, um, I was, I was, uh, we had, we played a show together in the beginning of June. Yeah. Um, and we sang my Jesus together, which was actually like a really, really, really beautiful thing. And yeah. I just he co-wrote it with you, right? He, he and did. Jeff. And yeah. You. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember it like, sitting there and I was like, this is literally insane. I am performing right now <laughs> with Matthew West, like my favorite artist, um, one of my favorite artists. And it was truly, it was insane. So you're like in your body and out of your body at the same time. Exactly. Like yes. I am here cause I have to sing, but also yes. is everyone seeing this? <laughs> are we all seeing what's happening no. right now? How are you, this is big sister question that I'm inserting myself into your life. How are you resting? How are you finding any time to rest? Are you, are you getting that at all? So that's been hard. Um, I'm an Enneagram two and I'm oh, not yes, sure. Girl. Yeah. With a three it's, wing? With a one wing actually. A one wing. Okay. So my three comes out when I'm in music for sure. Not in my normal life, but when yeah, I'm got it. doing performing and stuff, definitely want to achieve you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's really hard for me to say no because I want to please people. Mm. And that's been really difficult for me. I've had to really just pray about that and ask God to just come into those areas of my life. Um, but it's really just been setting major boundaries for myself. Um, you know, if I wake up one day and I'm just feeling that, that feeling of like overwhelming or I'm, Sometimes I'll have really bad panic attacks, which is, has been a really wow. bad struggle for me. Um, for a long time or since all this kicked actually off? Actually, just since this kicked off. I yeah, know, I've, I've had okay. all this coming. Yes. But I, I just have had these moments where I just sit in the midst of like everything. And I'm, I just, I'm, then I'll just call my manager and be like, hey, 
I don't think I can, you know, I think I need like a little bit of a break and I, I think I'm going to have to take some time. And then it's always like, I'm fully refreshed and I'm ready to go again. And someone told me this, uh, probably like a year ago, but I was like the, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received. And they said, you cannot like pour yourself out on stage every night if you're not filled yourself. Yeah. And I, so it's been, that's kind of been one of those things where it's like, if I can't fill myself up with Jesus and his word and worshiping him and living my life with him, then I can't go and, and give out and, and do that on a, you know, on a stage or that kind of thing. And so that's just been, that's been really helpful for me to know, like, if I don't have this time to myself, how am I going to give out to all these people? How am I going to yes. love on people who've lost, you know, their siblings or their parents at these concerts? How am I going to um, love on these people who are walking through really hard times if I haven't been filled up myself. And so that's pretty much like, if, if I can see signs of that, um, that normally I take action and, and, yeah. and go, okay, I need a little bit of a break. So it's, um, it's one of the reasons you're are all of ours. I'm not bossing your life, but it's one of the reasons your road rhythms matter so much is when I'm out on the road, it is like I wake up and, and because our job doesn't start in the morning, all the crew guys' yeah. job starts in the morning. You and yeah. I's job doesn't start until the afternoon. My mornings are reading and praying and exercising. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to, or if I can't do that in the morning, mm -hmm. I can't do my job at night. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so finding those rhythms that work for you. Also, <laughs> are you learning like, do you feel like you're seeing in new ways your own like gas tank and what is full and what is medium and what is starting to go to empty? Yeah, I've actually, I've been praying about that. I'm like, God, can you reveal to me signs of when I'm, when I'm starting to struggle and going down yes. that, you know, yes. that path. And so for me, it's like, I'm, I've been able to really see like, okay, by however many days of not you know, having full rest or, you know, good time with Jesus, like this is what happens. And it's not yeah. a pretty sight to see. I I turn into something you don't want to see. And it's, I go to an eight as a two in yeah. stress. So it's pretty bad. And it's like, and then I'm able to go, okay, well, next time when I have these moments of, you know, I'm overwhelmed, instead of letting it pile on me, I need to take it to God. I need to take mm -hmm. it to him let that go and then like start again. And so that's, yeah. I thankfully I'm able to see some of those signs, but that took a long time to get to that point, you know, yes. of like realizing, wait, I'm good. This is going to happen if I don't stop this right here. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you have to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. You have to pay. I, I think it's honestly more important to pay attention to when my gas tank is half full than when it's empty. Mm -hmm. Because if we'll pay attention to what our half yeah. full line is, Absolutely. then we go, oh, I'm already at half. And yes, so the, it, it, the, it, it, in my life, my gas tank drains from half to zero significantly faster than full to half. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it's it's really kind of you and generous of you and honest of you to say that when you're labeled kind of the shooting star right now of Christian music, you're also having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. You're also overwhelmed yeah. by the emotional weight of what this career is giving you. Absolutely. Yeah. And my guess is based on your content, because you're, this whole thing started at the loss of your brother, mm -hmm. the majority of people who are talking to you at VIP lines are telling you heavy stories. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that can be hard too. Um, but that to me is that that's where like, if I'm not filled filled before those shows, that's when things happen yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and that, so hearing those stories is hard, but it's also really beautiful. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, God used my story of losing my brother and then turned it into my Jesus, the song. And then now yeah. is using my Jesus to impact these people who are walking yeah. through loss. And yeah. those are really encouraging stories for me to hear. Um, but like I said, they're also sometimes hard cause it's like, you're reliving a little bit of that pain that I walked through with my brother. Yes. And I'm every single time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every single time. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a, a bittersweet thing for me. Yeah, it's so, it is so generous when people share their stories with us. It really is. And yeah. also at the end of the show or at the end of the VIP, you have to go, okay, Jesus, I hand you back all those people absolutely. who have big things going on. Or when you get on the, maybe I keep saying you, this may not be you. When I get on the bus, and I'm trying to go to sleep. If I haven't handed all those people back to Jesus, that is what I can't get out of my head when I need to be asleep. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And it just, it is a heavy thing to carry. It truly is. 
Okay, so I, I know my Jesus is about your brother, but do you know the one that I love is No Place Like Home? Mm, that one's awesome. You. Will you talk about writing No Place Like Home? Yeah. Uh, so that one's actually about my brother and our memories at our farm together. My granddad owns a farm in Kentucky, and yeah. it is my heaven. And um, me and my brother spent pretty much the majority of our memories together at the farm and just growing up as a little girl. And then the last two years before he passed away, we were there all the time. And so it's definitely and a what really was special age difference. And he's, he so passed he was away at 23. Okay. He was 23 and he was eight years older. So he would be 28 right now. So we, it was, it was like, you know, he was driving when I was eight years old and stuff right, like that. Right, right. So he was always able to take us on road trips and all that kind of stuff. But it was, um, so that song was actually written the same day as my Jesus. Oh my gosh. Y'all wrote them both in the same day with we Jeff and Matthew and Matthew S. We were, we finished the song up at like 4 PM. And normally that's when writers go home for the day. Yes. And, uh, and that's Matthew when everybody goes home for the day. And, they can. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Matthew was like, Hey, I have this like melody. I can't get out of my head. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, just sing it. We can work on it another day or something. And he played the melody and then we just start talking about Jacob and we, all three of us were just weeping and weeping and weeping. And I start telling Matthew and Jeff about my memories with Jacob and they just wanted to know, they just wanted to hear about him. They wanted to know about Jacob. And we just ended up writing the songs, the song in 45 minutes and uh, we were finished. And um, we did a little work tape on our phone and we just, we, we couldn't even really say anything at the end of the day. We were like, we are just, we are undone by this song. We were, Mm -hmm. we had cried so much at that point that we were like, we just know that this song, we, we know that this song is a gift from God and God yeah. just gave us this and like a yeah. gift. And so, but yeah, that day was, it was crazy because we had just written My Jesus, didn't know that would have been the single at that time and then wrote No Place Like Home afterwards. Right. And that's truly one of my favorite songs. And it really just captures the heart also of just home here on earth being special, but also like home in heaven being our final home. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, it's easy to sometimes in my life to think like, oh, well, this this lifetime doesn't matter in the sense of like, you know, because we have our eternal home. But someone told me a few weeks ago that was just really powerful to me is like this part of our life right now on earth is actually a really powerful part of our story. Yeah. And these years on That's earth, good. even though they're hard and, you know, they're filled with sin and the world and like the devastation of things, they're also filled with beautiful moments of um, you growing closer to Jesus, you telling people about the Lord, like mm-hmm. you having a family, you having these beautiful moments. And so that's been that it kind of just that song captures like home being a really beautiful place that holds yeah. a lot of beautiful memories, but also home and our, our heavenly home is our final home. And that's where we know that there's no more pain and no more suffering and no more tears. And, and so no place like home is really like captures both elements of that. I mean, the understanding of that had to change so drastically when you lost Jacob. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember losing Jacob. And then a few weeks later, my mom uh, was gifted all of these just heaven books. And um, I remember we would read them all night long. Yeah. Was it helpful? Um, it was very helpful. Yeah. We, we just wanted to know, like, where is Jacob? Like, we want to know yeah. he's not here. He's in heaven. So we want to know all about heaven. We want to know yeah. everything that the Bible can tell us about heaven. Yeah. And so we would we would read these books and just cling to every ounce of hope. And it, but definitely was one of those things of like losing a loved one really does shift your perspective, and it it, it just reminds you that like this lifetime is very short, and our final home is heaven. And we need to be spending every day on this earth telling people about Jesus and growing closer to him and taking as many people with us to heaven as we can, because that's our, that's our final home. And so that was, heaven was like a huge comfort for our family after losing Jacob. Gosh, I imagine. And then, I mean, just to see this whole thing turn that God used you singing at Jacob's funeral to Mm -hmm. now, four years, four years later, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Pros. You've heard me say it before, but Pros is the most personalized hair care. Y'all ask me a lot about my hair, and the truth is, it's Pros. They take natural ingredients and combine them in innovative ways, giving you clean hair care and impeccable results. 
Pro's formulas offer new answers to individual hair needs, not the same old mass solutions. My personalized Pro shampoo and conditioner have worked wonders for my hair. It's what makes it so shiny and smooth. And they smell so good and deliver the exact results I was looking for, making my hair shiny, full, and strong. The way Pros comes up with the formula that's right for you is through a brief online quiz you take, which, you know, I love a quiz. It's super simple to fill out. Answering questions about the climate where you live, like here for me, it was in Nashville and my eating habits and what hair concerns I was dealing with. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determined a unique blend of ingredients to treat my exact concerns and they'll do the same for you. And Pros isn't content to personalize just once. They have this review and refine feature that lets you tweak formulas for any reason, like If you have a change of address or you get your hair colored or your diet changes, I love their attention to providing quality and further personalization. Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Let's go. That's pretty amazing. And they stand by their products. So if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care that you've ever had. They will take the product back, no questions asked. Pros is a healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. So take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. So go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Pros has given over a million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz and you could be next. That's pros.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish our conversation with Anne. So what is it like when you're on stage singing My Jesus? Does it still feel does it still feel like it's about Jacob or has it become something else now on stage like now that you sing it and have sung it a gazillion times probably? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really great question. Um it's still it feels a lot a lot of it feels like it's for Jacob um in the sense of like all of the story has come from losing him. And so whenever I'm on stage, I, I always just, it's definitely like, okay, like I'm, I'm looking out into the crowd and I'm seeing everyone sing every word to my Jesus and tears yeah. streaming down and hands in the air, praising God. And I'm like, that would happened if it wasn't for this, you know, yeah. as hard as that is to say, but this has all come out of losing Jacob and the story yeah. that God's written. Um, but it's, it's also turned into something where it's like, this is a ministry now that I never dreamed of having or oh you know gosh. being a part of. And so right. I'm also preaching the gospel every night. And and so it's kind of like this thing of it's all for Jesus, obviously, in his glory. But a lot of it is that memory of Jacob within my yeah. heart, for sure. Yeah. So when you look to the fall and you look to like the rest of this year, are you are you going back out on tour? I am. I actually just got back yesterday from uh, my first run with Big Daddy Weave. We did, <gasps> oh my gosh, uh, that's so fun. I love Mike so yeah. much. Oh my, oh my gosh, goodness. they are that the was best. The best week. That yeah. was my very first like tour bus tour. Um, yeah. I've been on you know a couple things, but that was like my first real run of being on a tour. Are you on so a bus with fun. all of them? I am. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so it's you and a girl. bunch of, I was about to say, it's you and a bunch of dudes, all yeah. guys. Oh it's my amazing. gosh, Anne, that is so and fun. Even in just five, six days that we were out together, we've already become close friends. And I've actually just been blown away by Big Daddy Weaves, um, their ministry and the way that they um, minister to people, uh, you know, through the Lord is insane. Yeah, they are not playing so out there. They are, they are really, they not, really care yeah. about the ministry. I love that. It, about it's, them. it's amazing. And so that's been a really, that's been a really cool, uh, cool experience. But yeah, so that I'm going to How many out weekends with, do y'all um, have? So we have a total, we have three weekends left and it's okay. like five, six days at a time. So oh we still gosh. got a little, little left. And then I go out with Zach Williams. I'm opening for him for his Christmas tour. In <gasps> with Kane. Yes. Oh, no, that's actually, no, that one's no. with uh, We the Kingdom this fall. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's yes. right. That's right. That's right. And that one, I'm like, I wish I could go see that because I know that has to be an insane <laughs> show. Okay. Kane, so, we the Kingdom and Zach Williams. That's right. insane. Okay. So Christmas is you, Zach exactly. Williams, and anybody else? No? Um, Blake Neesmith, Neesmith okay. Um, okay. as a, as a yeah, he, I think he speaks a little on the tour, but just t- the two of us as far as the uh, music side of it I goes. love Zach and Williams so, so much. Oh my like, goodness. He's, he's one, one of my, my favorite, favorite artists. Yes. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. He, I just adore, I love his music. He's so funny. We, I, he yes, is. I love him. <laughs> that is so fun. You get to be out with all of them. 
I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. And next year we have tons of other tours coming up, which I'm really grateful for, but yeah. Yeah. But for the, for the rest of this year, um, it's just going to be so fun. I'm, I'm so looking forward to all that God's going to do through these shows. Who do you get to take with you? Who goes on the road with you? Uh, I have my full band actually. Um, some really, really great, great guys. And uh, wait, so your and- band and Big Daddy Weave are all on one and all the crew so, are on one bus? So, this tour for Big Daddy Weave is just my guitar player, actually. Got it. But my next tour with, with Zach will like, be my man, full band. Gosh. I know. I was like, <laughs> how, how many are they? They need to spread, spread y'all out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so then that when everybody sees amazing. you at Christmas with Zach, You'll have a full mm-hmm. band with you then. Full band, yeah. So, how did you find your band? Uh, God did all of right. that for me. Um, I, I met that. my guitar player um, through Matt Podesta. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of him, but yeah, he's been in the industry for a while now. And yeah, play currently plays for Matt Marr. Um, yeah, but we we uh, met each other through my booking agency actually, and then he introduced me to the rest of my band, which was a really beautiful thing. Um, my and my other guitar player, he's on the Big Daddy V tour with me right now. Um, we actually met through my manager and a lot of really cool things. But they've all just immediately turned into my brother, like my big brothers, yeah, and it's been yeah. such a cool. We have such a sweet relationship of just like, you know, picking on each other all the time, and um, it's just a really fun. It's really fun being on the road with godly guys like that who yeah. are focused on Jesus, um, but they're also just really good people and yes. have really good hearts. And I think that's a really important part of being on the road is like, you're literally technically living with these people on this yes. bus. You know, yes. You're with them every day and you know, you wake up in the morning and they're the first people you see and you go to bed at night. And it's like, so it's really important to surround yourself with people who, you know, who are godly like that and but who are going to lead you and yeah. and guide you in, in really hard times of being on the road and stuff like that. And so they're just like the most incredible band that could not ask for, for yeah. better guys. Tell me what you know about God today that you didn't know in like January. That's, that's actually a really, really great question. Um, I would say that I, I think I've learned since, since January this year specifically that God I feel like sometimes I felt like growing up as a kid that God was like, it was, it was hard to hear his voice. And and sometimes it would be hard to, like, I would hear him sometimes audibly. Like when I lost my brother, I heard him all the time. And then there would be seasons of not. Like audibly, like in your ears out loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, I mean like when my brother passed away and I was sharing this earlier, but when, when I said, Jesus, I trust you. The, what he said, I've, I didn't mention this part, but what he said before that was, Anne, are you going to trust me or are you not? Oh, um, wow. Like right before that moment. And then that's when I turned around and I said, Jesus, yeah. I trust you. Yes. And yeah. so anyway, I think like I've learned that God sometimes will speak really quietly and sometimes really loudly. And then sometimes it's like you have to kind of search a little or you just have to be still. Yeah. And I've had some moments of like, I'll be in the car. And I will be um, weeping or just talking to God or, you know, praying and and being like, God, like, what's the answer to this? Like, where do I go in this part of my life? Like what, like with decisions in my life. And then literally I'll like have this thing and I'll be like, turn on the radio and I'll turn Mm -hmm. on the radio and it'll be my Jesus playing. Uh -uh. And, And it's always a confirmation to me through these prayers of like, God is still working through that song. God's still yes. working through my life. God's still working through this story. And so that's been really cool to see, like in these moments of not having answers from God or having to just be still and patient, which is really hard for me to do. Yeah. I know that like I'll turn on the radio and God will reveal something or he'll reveal something through another song on the radio. And then I'm like, okay, God is still working. And yes. I might not have answers to this ever, right. like until right. I get to heaven, but I know know within my heart that he's still working through these mm-hmm. moments and he's mm-hmm. still, you know, showing himself faithful. And so I would say that's, that's been a really big learning curve for me this, since this, you know, January this year of just, yeah. of learning that like, you just sometimes have to be really still and patient and just that I, it's been hard for me to remember that God's still faithful during those times, which shouldn't be because I've seen his faithfulness all the time in my life. But Dude, the journey um, of being a person. Is, is seeing so God be tough. faithful and remember yeah. that he's faithful. That is the Absolutely. actual whole thing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It, that is seeing him do it and then so quickly forgetting that he did it and that he will do it again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Man, that's I know. tough. 
I wish I could tell you 20 years down the road, it gets easier. It just doesn't. It just is. (laughs) (laughs) You have more stories, but you also have more everything, right? And so it just keeps being, it keeps being true that that is the journey of being a person. Okay, we have a couple of questions that are, we tell people in our AFD Week in Review emails that I send on Fridays, who yes. I'm interviewing the next week. And so people have some questions for you. Can I ask you oh, a couple of those? Oh, awesome. I love that. I know, I, I, I love it too. It's very fun. One of the questions is, how do you recommend getting into songwriting, but the music as well as the words? Mm. I thought that was really interesting. How do That's you do really that? I know. Yeah, I think I think it just starts with you just starting to write mm. and starting to do things. And I, I remember I used to try to write, like right after my brother passed away and I started getting into music, I tried to write by myself. Right. And it was always like I would force these melodies. Like I would be like, okay, let me come up with a melody or let me come up with like a, a song title or a lyric. Yeah, yeah. And eventually I realized that you kind of just have to let God speak to you in terms mm. of songwriting because right. music is – Music was created by God and music right. is such a beautiful and powerful thing. So sometimes I'll just give it to God and I'll just be like, God, show me a melody that's on your heart that you want oh, me to wow. sing. Oh, and, awesome. and show me like a lyric or an, a title that you want me to write about so that I can send this out to the world and this yeah. can help your children. Oh, and big. I think that that's really where to start. It's, it's not even about you know, trying to force things and, and trying to do that. It's, I think it's just about pulling on an instrument, you know, guitar, piano, whatever, opening your Bible and just letting him speak to you through music and letting him just tell you what he wants you to write about or what mm. melodies he wants you to write. And yeah. I think that that's it. Cause you know, it's sometimes like, that's a lot of pressure is like, okay, how do you, you know, come up with this and that. And in our earthly minds, it's, it's really hard to do that sometimes, right. but just letting God just do that is is a really cool thing. And, that, and that's exactly what he's done with My Jesus and No Place Like Home and all these songs that have been released is like God is the one who wrote those songs and yeah, gifted the right. lyrics and the melodies to us writers to then put into a song and then put out yeah. to the world. So. so one of our other friends asked, what is your favorite instrument to play and what do you wish that you had started learning when you were younger to play? Do you, how, much, how many things do you play now? So I play the piano and guitar um, uh-huh. pretty much full-time. And then I used to play the cello. And that's definitely something. <gasps> yes, girl. I wish that I could still, if I had time, I would definitely still take cello lessons today. Yeah. I only took it for two and a half years. But I remember just having this deep connection with the cello. And I yeah. loved I loved the sound of it. And I loved just getting to play it. And then um, basically everything happened with my brother and things changed right. in life. But if I, if I had time on my hands, I would 100% play the cello again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bring it back. The guys in for King play it, right? One of them plays it. What a cool See, thing. It's all for you. You can do it. Okay. Is there anything, I'm trying to think of everything else I want to know. I just want to know a lot more things. Can you just come back sometime? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we're neighbors. You should come in here one oh day when you have goodness. time, just come to the studio. It'll be way more fun. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you using your voice and your pain to make music for us. That like oh, really matters. You. And also I hope you're still doing it in 20 years. And I hope you mm. keep knowing how to rest and how to draw boundaries and how to take care of yourself in this mm-hmm. so that your tank doesn't empty. Thank you so much. That is my real so hope. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? I don't think so. No, that was awesome because it was like you didn't ask me the same questions and everything was <gasps> goals everything achieved. Was, was, that was actually really a different in like interview thing or podcast that I've ever done. So yes, um, great. That was because awesome. I want to be your Thank real friend. You. It's because we share real people, oh, and I'm like, I know, and I'm right here. What do you need? <laughs> um, okay, the last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. I'm dying to know this answer. What sounds fun to you? What do you do for fun? I love that question. I listen to your podcast all the time. So I'm always oh, waiting, waiting for that question. At the You're end. Like, I will do this. I know this answer. Yes. <laughs> um, I love that. So what sounds fun to me, especially in this season, is going to my granddad's farm in Kentucky yeah. and spending time um, outside. And we have a side-by-side, which is like just like basically utility vehicle. And we yeah. take it all up down the, the big hills at the farm and um, – we love, I just love being outside. I love being in God's creation, especially at the farm yeah. and um, just exploring, going hiking, like anything to do with outside and just listening to the sounds of nature 
is always like a really important thing for me. But yeah. I, especially at the farm, like the farm is where my heart just, I just like, it's just too much to handle. Like it's a beautiful yeah. place. And um, so that's definitely like my fun. If I need a break or if I just want to go have fun is I definitely go to the farm. So um, that's why Franklin is a good fit for you. Yes, it totally is. Because you so just go to Leaper's like Fork and be like exactly. minutes away. Yes. yes. Girl, anytime you want to go to Puckett's at Leaper's Fork, you just call me and we will get Oh my get goodness, I would okra. love that. Girl, I love that place so much. Leaper's Fork is the cutest town I've ever the been to. Cutest. And you know, I Justin Timberlake owns a house there. That's why he owns a house there. Are you the serious? I didn't know girl. that. You need to look wow. for him. Look for wow, him and Jessica Biel. Amazing. They got to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They got to be somewhere. Maybe it's for taxes. Maybe it's because it's the cutest place in the world. I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> um, does your grandfather's farm have horses? We actually, uh, we we just transitioned out of, of the animal season of things. Um, but we did. We had 12 horses. My <gasps> oh uncle my and my cousin had them. And we had tons of cows and piglets and all <gasps> sorts of animals. So it was very amazing. Very cute. Yeah. When do you get to go home again? Uh, I think, uh, I think like Halloween I'll be yeah. home. So yeah. I'm Good. really excited. Yeah. Every other weekend we can find you in every other city. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> so um, I cannot wait to, to, keep being friends and keep watching what God does with your story oh, and um, thank you so much. And come to a show and all the things. So thanks oh, for making time baby. to do this today. And thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Truly. Girl, anytime. Oh, y'all, don't you love her? Don't you love her? Okay, be sure to check out her new album, My Jesus, live from Nashville. And make sure you're following her on Instagram, all the places. Tell her thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. It's true. I just am. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me, y'all know I say this every time an author is on the show, is that the night before a book comes out is the night that you celebrate. So what sounds fun to me is celebrating with my people tonight that what sounds fun to you releases into the world tomorrow. I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. So that's what sounds fun to me. Have a great couple of days and we'll see you back here on Wednesday, you guys, with a very special episode of the podcast celebrating the release of the kids book, What Sounds Fun to You. Remember, today's the very last day to get in on those sweet pre-order bonuses at whatsoundsfuntoyou.com. But we'll see you back here on Wednesday with about uh, 10 guests on the podcast. Get ready, you guys. Many BFFs galore. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah.